Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Sheila Mraz, one of my favorite wedding photographers here in Asheville, North Carolina. Sheila, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh my goodness, Bryce. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and you're just a joy to be around. So I have been looking forward to this moment. I know you've been one of my biggest fans. You're always always telling me you're (laughs) listening to episodes. I love it. I'm glad they provide value to you, and I hope they do so for other wedding vendors um, and Absolutely. couples looking around. So, Sheila, we did our first styled shoot together uh, a little over two years ago at Haiku I Do, and Goodness. it was so funny yeah. because I was just I was just at the truck, you know, uh, minding my own business, and you're like, "Why aren't you in the pictures?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "I don't know. I didn't sign up to be a model, you know." And you're like, "Well, get your jacket on and go stand next to that bride." <laughs> And I ended up being the groom on the cover of Haiku I Do's Google Maps listing. That was hilarious. Oh my gosh. I am laughing so hard at myself right now. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you never know what's going to happen, I guess, at a styled shoot. Um, you know, crazy things happen and then also serendipitous. So that was meant to be. You were supposed to be the cover guy um, for, <laughs> for their venue. Yeah. Well, and then, um, and then Sally, who was one of the, you know, bridal models, she ended up working for me a bunch and doing a great job. And I ended up working at Haiku I Do probably more than any other venue in town. So... It was just That's a great awesome. kickoff to my uh, career, let's say, in the wedding industry uh, in yeah. Asheville, um, because it, you know, provided a springboard to a lot of things. You know, of course, I got to work with you and um, and Jen and some other awesome vendors, and I, I just love styled shoots. We did one a few months ago with you, and you know, we always have a great time. I think it's a great opportunity for us as wedding pros to engage with each other in a useful yet fun manner right like a networking event where you're just like you know sitting drinking whatever like that's one that's fun it's not very useful <laughs> like to we're not we're not right. producing anything whereas a wedding we're all stressed out and we're not interacting with each other on a fun level so um not necessarily stressed out but we're all working we're not interacting so style shoots i think some people you know say oh well you know you don't get anything out of them i'm like no i get a lot <laughs> i get a lot out of them you know and obviously the pictures we can use and and marketing and, and all that so just a little shout out this is a this is this podcast is sponsored by styledshoots.com <laughs> so Absolutely. No, you're so right. That's when I actually get to talk to vendors. You actually get to interact and have a conversation more than two seconds. Um, I mean, you're right. At a wedding, it's kind of like a high five and go. And you're just on your feet, never stop. And so um, that's what I, yeah, I also love about a styled shoot is that you really get to, um, you get to play, I think. You get to play as a vendor, utilize your creativity and uh, really sink into um, something that maybe isn't as possible on a wedding day, so. Exactly, yeah, I think right. it's a way for, you know, especially planners or the creative side to showcase what they're capable of and what they can do, right? So Gevany came right. up with those 
two different themes, the kind of the citrus, the bright citrus shoot, and then the kind of, um, I don't know, was, what was, uh, it was called like a forest emerald mountaintop green. <laughs> it was a different, it was very two different themes, right? And uh, it was a way for her to showcase, you know, some things that she could do, obviously. Um, but also bring in some awesome vendors. So we had all those great, okay. great vendors. I love the, I'm so glad that both Naomi and Caroline came out with their respective dessert carts, the cocktail, uh, the not cocktail, the gelato cart and the popsicle. So. We'll, and that was great for these brand new vendors to also have a debut um, so that we got to know um, like buggy pops. Like I would not have maybe seen them um, if it wasn't for an event like that. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I also encourage venues to host styled shoots, you know, to mm -hmm. seek out a wedding planner if someone hasn't done that already, because they can vet vendors based on how they perform on that day, right? Because right. it's not a wedding, because it's not a, a high stakes event. It's a chance for people to strut their stuff, but not, you, you can't like mess up a styled shoot. Like you can show up late and that'll, yeah. you know, be on you. Like people will know sure. that you showed up late, um, but, the shoot is still going to happen, you know, if that happens. Anyway, we'll, we'll yeah. move on. I just love talking about style shoots. Sheila, you're a wedding photographer here in Asheville, North Carolina. And I always want to know what is the story behind how someone got into the business. And it's always different for wedding photographers. Sometimes they were photography students. Sometimes they had a really good experience with their wedding photographer. And they just wanted to offer that same thing to their clients. How did you get started in the business? Great. Okay. Yeah. I basically from birth was, um, was a photographer and totally because of my dad. Uh, so my dad was a professional photographer, um, specifically in landscapes. And so we would go camping every summer and it was a styled shoot basically for him wherever he went. I mean, it was um, the beautiful natural landscape in front of us. Um, and he would document it in, in beautiful ways. So I got to see the love of photography through his eyes. And, uh, you know, it was always his thing, I felt. Like that was his joy, his excitement. And so I never really felt like it was my calling um, throughout childhood. Um, but it was just exciting to see the process. We had a dark room in our basement. And so I got to see just from early age of just seeing the whole process and the, and the beauty unfolding in front of my eyes. Um, mm. So when my dad passed, um, which is now 10 years ago, I inherited all of his precious gear. And to me, it was, it was like then a duty to carry on this mission um, that he had. And his mission statement was always to show the glory of God. And so I really felt like that, um, that needed to continue. It wasn't like, okay, because his, his life here on earth has, has ended. And so, so should his mission statement. No, I felt truly that this was something that, um, I could carry on and, um, and in her again, I do it in a different way because I am uh, definitely a portrait or family wedding, newborn uh, elopement photographer. So people are my jam for mm -hmm. sure. And beautiful landscapes just happen to be behind them. And so, <laughs> um, that to me is how I got started. Um, yeah, all of this gear was basically placed in my lap. And so 
it wasn't um, until really then that I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's, let's carry this on. And I'm guessing that was all film photography. Is that right? Or had he moved to digital? And He had just moved to digital. So digital was just coming out um, at that point, or actually a little bit before that. So um, yeah, I had one of the very first digital cameras like really was kind of useless at that point. Then. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, let's, let's upgrade everything. So it was more of, of like the token of like all of this being handed to me. Um, and I have, you know, some of the, the old um, cameras just on a shelf at this point, like just in my home, just they're pretty, yeah. they're really yeah, cool. They're exactly. I don't, I don't use film. Um, but um, yeah, I had to upgrade from there. But truly, that was like just that mission that was placed on my heart. Well, I love that. It's very, you have a strong connection to it, strong personal and family connection to it. So, so that, yeah, I love that connection to the, to the trade. Um, it's very sweet and I, I like that. Uh, but how did you, what was the first wedding you did? Yeah, of course, one of my um, colleagues asked me to shoot her wedding. And, you know, just right off the bat, let's just, do you mind just, will you shoot my wedding? And I'm like, well, let's, <laughs> let's take, a, let's take a moment. And, um, cause she always saw me with a camera in my hand. I mean, this was just whom I've always been. Yeah. But then at that moment was, okay, well, I, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to take it seriously. And it's not just going to be for fun. This is a wedding. This is real. This is go time. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I sunk my teeth hard into education. I then literally went everywhere I possibly could to, to learn about the industry, to learn about the craft, the, the beautiful aspects of photography from all different, all different ways. I started taking classes everywhere I possibly could. Um, YouTube was my new best friend, watching mm -hmm. every form and um, signing up for every type of course out there. You name it, I am sure I have seen it or experienced it in some way or shape or form. So um, after feeling a bit more um, grounded from the educational standpoint, then I was able to, to do so. And my first year, I pretty much did everything for free. I'm like, I just want to, to play and not feel like I was burdened by, um, you know, a price tag to my client because I, um, I didn't want that pressure on myself. Mm. Um, so it, that um, alleviated quite a bit. Um, and, you know, of course, I didn't have to depend on... Um, on that specific um, income coming in, thank goodness. And so I was able just to give and give freely. And, um, and I still continue that uh, still today in so many different ways. Um, but at the beginning, absolutely. Just being able to um, enjoy the craft of photography. It's beautiful. And I have so much fun. Yeah, no, I, I actually, t I did take a darkroom class in middle school and I loved, I loved the process of that. And I wasn't very good, but, uh, but it was, it, it, it definitely is like a beautiful craft and I can see why so many people get into it. Uh, it, it has become a very competitive market. Um, not only in Asheville, but every major wedding market across the United States. Um, but you know, you, I want to go back to something you said, which is you dove into the education, right? You, mm -hmm. you wanted to invest in yourself to, be better prepared for 
your clients. And that's something that really resonates with me because, you know, I'm, I'm an avid reader, mostly business books, <laughs> but um, sure. you know, just trying to figure out how to better communicate the, my value to, to clients. And I see myself as a, as a big into the continued education side of things, you know? So I, I, I appreciate that. While we're still talking about education, you've led some workshops recently with photographers, right? And maybe just women in general. <laughs> Can you talk a yeah. little more about that? Because I remember you, you posting that and there was a, and you took headshots of everyone and put oh, a yeah, collage yeah. out, you know, of the people who had attended. So, you know, I, I'm not super familiar with that project of yours and love to hear more about oh, sure. what, what that yeah. is. So I'm an educator from head to toe. Um, I don't know if, um, if I've mentioned to my audience too, too much, but um, so for 12 years, I was elementary and middle school teacher. And so education is deep into who I am. And I, I really went into education because I wanted to inspire others. Um, you know, it, throughout my childhood, um, I went to great schools. They were fantastic, but it was really about the teacher that made it that way. Um, it was the teacher that made the difference. And so I felt a calling just to be that difference be that person who could spark joy and um, excitement for another person and let the love of learning continue. And so um, after being in education for so many years, it's just a no brainer for me uh, to be able to continue that. So um, I led um, my sisters actually, this was, um, gosh, I'm gonna forget what year, I, I think it was um, November, maybe 2018, led my sisters into a um, beautiful little workshop that I created, like a little mastermind for them um, because we only get to see each other like once a year. And I have three fantastic t uh, sisters and we're really tight and um, our cousin always comes along too. And so I wanted to make our time together really meaningful. So I led them into just a really cool mastermind. And all of them said, Sheila, if you're not doing this for other people, you are doing a disservice to the world. You need to create this for other people. And so I kind of took that to heart. And um, so I created a, just a little tiny mastermind um, experience for women in particular. Um, so no matter what industry that they're in um, or they're, if they're business owners or just not at all, I wanted to, to gift that to, to other folks. So I led um, just a beautiful workshop for folks uh, that wanted that type of spark in their life. And that's where I named it. I named it Spark. Um, and so sure enough, uh, loads of folks uh, signed up. I led three different workshops because it was so popular. I gave them a headshot um, at the very end of it because I wanted them to see their own spark. I wanted them to have a tangible piece of evidence that they were uh, you know, having as as part of their experience to be able to look back on and be able to see themselves from that state of, of glow um, that we, we were creating as a, as a small group of women together. So very unique and um, I'd love to continue those types of, um, of events definitely in the future. Not sure how it's all going to evolve, still working on all those pieces. Um, 
but going just back to the to the big question of yes education is just something that um, i have to do it's just mm -hmm. part of um of who i am so definitely i've taken so many other photographers under my wing um, because that's what i asked of other folks in this community when i was starting off um, there were so many other photographers that had already blazed the trail for me and they said sure sheila yeah come on come on this trail and so I feel like um, it's it's also just an honor to be able to do that for someone else. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, every year it seems like I am uh, holding the hand of another photographer and pulling them up and pulling them beside me to say, yeah, you can do this too. Look how great this is. So well, I love that. Fun. Yeah, no, I love that support. I, I'm a very literal person. So when you say under your wing, can you tell me exactly what that process looks like? Is it, a, is it them being a second shooter? Is it y'all meeting for coffee once a month? What, is that, what does that look like normally? Yeah, um, it depends on what specific questions they're asking, of course, what they're looking for. Um, I typically don't have second shooters because my husband is my second photographer. So he carries that role for me, which is fantastic. Um, I have had a person um, before just kind of tag along with us mm -hmm. um, just because they want to see and have extra eyes into the process. But it's typically just meeting for coffee and just chatting through things, um, talking um, and answering their questions, talking through their fears of the process of the industry, um, letting them know, you know, I'm an open book. So I, I chat about everything. Yeah. What gear do I have? How do I do this? Um, so you know, how do I create those moments? Right. Mentorship is yeah. kind of the name of the game. Yeah. I totally. Love, I love that. I think that's, there, there's been talk about that just in the wedding industry in general, because it, it's such a unique industry in that you can side hustle it, right? You can just work every Saturday for six months out of the year and you're, you're a wedding pro or wedding vendor, right? And you could have a full-time job. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of businesses that are like that. You can't just say like, oh, I'm going to become a, yeah, attorney on the side, or <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going <laughs> to open a flower or a whatever, you know, flower shop. That's not a good example. Open a, um, whatever, an appliance repair shop on the side. You, you know, the wedding industry is unique in that. And, you know, the barrier to entry is, is not the same because not all of the businesses have brick and mortars, right? You could, you could be a, a cake baker from your home. You could be a photographer from your, from your house. So, so there's a, sure. bit, a big influx. And if, if we don't have mentors, then you can get a lot of folks in there that present the, yeah, this is a little bit of a sensitive subject, but they can present themselves as professional, but not have the experience yet. So yeah. people are saying that mentors in the wedding industry are a lot more important than we realize. And they're needed and necessary because we, as wedding vendors, we want people to have successful events. And so if there's these vendors out there that are new and fresh and amateur and discounting to get hired for that big day, they could potentially mess up. Let's just be honest, you know, if it's someone's first, first wedding. I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say it right now. One of my first weddings, it was my second wedding. I ran out of gas on the way to the event in my truck. I was driving my truck. I wasn't sure. hauling at that point. Right. So I didn't have a gas gauge and I ran out of gas oh. and luckily I had left early enough. Right. Cause I, I wrote down all the things that could go wrong at a wedding before I started. Right. Cause I was, you know, this is not my first time. This is not my first rodeo. So I was like, all right, let's yeah. figure out what can go wrong in, in any industry and let me try and avoid 
you know, uh, doing those things. So I showed up at the, I got to the wedding, you know, in time, but <laughs> all I'm saying is that that stuff can mess someone's wedding up. And some people, you know, some people get flat tires and they're like, well, I don't know how to change a flat tire and they don't show up to the wedding. Oh no. So yeah. all I'm saying is I think mentorship is really important. And the fact that you have gone out on a limb and done that, I think is, is great. I just I wonder if there's other categories in Asheville where that's not happening and could, or, you know, I just, I like to think about that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm just glad that you, you are, are assuming that role for uh, some photographers here in Asheville, but you also have a full time, you're still a full-time educator, right? Yeah. So I do admissions um, yeah. at our local private school, Rainbow Community School. Uh, this is now my 12th year here, um, which is fantastic. So yeah, I used to teach here as well. Um, so my youngest is now in eighth grade and um, this community has been amazing for me. So it's, it's also just let me at the very beginning, just take photos. And here are all of these subjects right here that I get to photograph. So um, oh, yeah, it's been the, lovely. Of the oh kids. yeah, the kids. Oh, for sure. All day long. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. Well, they yeah they got lucky with with hiring you then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something you said though uh, a few minutes ago that I want to touch on is your sisters and that mastermind. Mm -hmm. So when you said, you know, when they when they said it was so valuable, you're doing a disservice if you don't offer that. I'm a big believer in that mentality when you're owning a business, starting a business, selling you know selling yourself. Um, and I find that to be real interesting because I don't think everyone agrees with me. They're like, they're, they're kind of like, well, I just want someone to find me if I'm, if I'm the perfect fit. And, and my mentality is like, no, I want to connect with the people that can benefit from my services because I want them to be successful during their event, you know? So and I, and we, we, you kind of brought this up with the, the funnels, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want to do sales photos. I want to get, you know, get people in there and seeing if it's a good fit because I think that, you know, what I have to offer is great. And if someone doesn't use it, they could have quote unquote failure during their event, right? A keg, a warm keg thrown into an ice bucket at the last minute will be foamy and it will not pour beer. That's a, in my opinion, that's a failure of the bar service. So I'm trying to offer something different, right? A, a pre-delivered, kegs are cold, everything's iced, everything's gas, you know, CO2 is working, all that. So, so I'm like, I want to, I want to sell my service hard because I want people to experience the success that I can offer. Um, but tell me a little more about how you feel about all that, what I just Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you're so right. No, and I think what you're describing is um, making sure that people know about your service and know the specifics of it um, and know why it is of value. Absolutely, I agree 100% with all of the above. Um, the way that I go about that, I am looking for um, referrals from people rather than like a big business trying to refer me out. Mm -hmm. um, so even more specific, so... Um, Bryce, I am um, rolling out a new program uh, next month. So this is a little tiny um, 
little sneak peek of that, that I am creating an ambassador program so that um, I can give that experience to to whether it is a uh, senior in high school or a, uh, a local Asheville mom mm-hmm. that wants to, um, they wanna get free photos basically. They would like to have that experience. Um, and so they are willing to do some of that referral for me. And um, by doing so, I'm not only um, awarding them monetary amount, um, but the people that they tell also get a discount. So I'm creating a um, referral uh, program, basically, of what that is. I'm calling it a mama ambassador or a senior ambassador. <laughs> and, um, they actually have their own cards. They've created their own code that goes along with it. So anytime someone uses that code, that's how I know who to give the discount yeah, to. Yes. So, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I can give, yeah, give the value out to our local community even more so. I'd rather keep um, our local Asheville community um, thriving in that sense rather than just paying a big business to, yes, will you do this marketing and uh, networking for me? Um, mm-hmm. That's that's not something that I am resonating with. So I want to have um, our local folks that already uh, know, I already have the no like trust factors. Um, all of those are already embedded and um, they just want to be able to tell someone, Hey, yeah. Hey, my friend, Sheila. Yeah. She takes photos and look how they're awesome. And here, here's a discount. Do you want it? And just try to make it as easy and simple as possible. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. And I agree with you on the big platforms, big business marketing, I tried to do that with the knot. I paid for the knot for like a year and you know, it just, what nothing was coming through that was very intentional. It was always just like, I think, you know, couples go on there and do a shotgun approach to their, their vendor search. They just message everyone and it's either maybe who gets back the quickest, which is important or who's the cheapest or whatever, you know, it's not like they're really hunting you down for you you're just one of 5 million up there, especially for uh, photographers, planners, and venues. You know, those categories are often very saturated. And so I I totally agree with you. I like the personal touch, Um, but I'm curious, are are, are you singling these people out Okay, so it's not just like a blind, uh, you can be an ambassador, you can be an ambassador. It's a, right? Er, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know, like, I do have, it's, yeah, I have a, um, uh, just a limited number of folks. Yes. Um, so it's not like, you know, if I had, you know, half of Asheville doing all of the above, <laughs> it, that, that wouldn't work. And so, yeah. no, it's a select, um, you know, tiny group and, um, I do have like an application process that goes along with it just to make sure that they're up for it also. And here again, like it, there's no pressure, like no yeah. big deal if they don't yeah. want to, if this is not their thing, no worries. Just, you know, they can also just, you know, book me for a regular shoot. That's great. Yeah. Um, but I think it's great. So thinking of like the, the Asheville mom, that they want photos every year of their child. They want, you know, mm-hmm. photos, especially mm-hmm. for brand new moms. They want the, uh, maternity photos, they want the newborn, they want the six month, they want the one year. So that's four photo shoots in just one year that they would love to be able to document that first year of yes. their child's life. And so um, 
that to me is like a no brainer. That is beautiful. Yes. Let's document every little aspect of that. And, and think about that as a mom. I wish I would have had that. Mm-hmm. I really wish, I mean, I had, I have really poor photos of my children because <laughs> um, it wasn't quite my thing yet. Um, and now I just wish that I, I could go back in time. And so that's also what I am also able to offer to folks of, your photos will be timeless. When you're 80 years old, you're going to look back and giggle at those photos. You're going to see the value 10 times, 100 times at that point. And so making this tiny investment right now is so worth it. Yeah, I agree. It can add up if you're doing four in a year. So that's why this program is so helpful, right? Correct. You got it. It's going to be X amount of dollars and it's an investment. But if you can make that back by refer, making a couple of referrals or a few, you know, whatever that number may be, then you're, yeah, that's an awesome way of, of balancing it out. That's my hope. You got it. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I would like to talk a little bit more about kind of referrals and all that because it's been a sensitive subject for me. I had someone reach out to me a while ago. It was probably a year and a half ago and say, hey, we've enjoyed working with you. And I was like, we've never worked together, <laughs> first of all. We've enjoyed working with you. We want you to be on our you know, preferred vendor list. We only take five in the category. And I'm like, there's not five mobile bars in this town. Like, what are you? So first of all, you're, we haven't worked together. Second of all, strike number two is, you're not making me feel special by saying that, the five, you know, top, top five, whatever. And then the third was the, the, at the way bottom of the contract that we take 15% of your referral, you know, as part of our, our deal, you know, cause they're a, it was like a planning company or something. Right. Um, and I don't know for, I, I'm still trying to dive into why I got rubs the wrong way on that because it made me upset. Like I had just started and I just started getting traction. I was just about to buy my second truck. And I was like, I've worked, you know, hard to, to network and to visit these venues and to develop my business and build, like physically build things for the, the company. And you're sitting here saying, hey, I want 15% to mention your name. For me, that, that, was, that was just frustrating. But, I, but, here's, but I'm going to play devil's advocate with myself. Mm-hmm. If you're a venue and you have a preferred vendor list and you're actively marketing those vendors then maybe you should get a cut. But you also look at venue fees that are eight to twelve thousand dollars. You're like, wait, this <laughs> this person's making twenty grand and I'm making, you know, a, a mere fraction of that. Like I know venues are a huge investment. Don't get me wrong. That's a you know, that can be a hundred hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. Like I get it, but it it just kind of I don't know. I, so those are the two sides, right? They the whole preferred vendor list that's that has a kickback if you are actively marketing, I guess that makes sense. But on the other hand, just to mention a name and getting a, a, a decent cut, you know, didn't make me feel good. Um, but, but also just out of like an ethical or even psychological standpoint, you're more likely, well, there's, uh, let me go back. There's, there's some study that says, you know, people are more likely to openly refer when they're not getting paid because they, they feel good about 
referring someone who does quality work. That was my thing too. I'm like, you've never worked with me. I could be a total idiot. <laughs> you know, like we've never done a gig together. So that doesn't really make me excited to be on a list if you're doing that with other vendors, right? Like it doesn't, it didn't quite vibe. So ah, what are you, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on the, on the kickbacks and the prefer, you know, the collectives and the preferred lists and all this stuff yeah. because I, I'm still trying to figure it out because I, you know, I need more gigs all the time. I need to fill up my calendar. We, we my season is very short because I'm mostly outdoors with the truck. You know, we're building indoor bars, but you know, I'm trying to fill up my calendar. So I'm thinking, Oh, if I get on this list and I give them a kickback, you know, that'll help me and it'll help them. But it just, something doesn't uh, resonate with me. Like you were talking about with the big business um, marketing stuff. It, it's been tough for me to swallow that pill uh, for some reason or another. So just, you know, I know you, you, yeah, I guess I'm curious as to your thoughts on that sure. realm of the wedding. Industry. Yeah it's interesting. It's a, it seems just like a game almost at times of, especially like, can you get on this list and things like that, this private list? Um, I, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot that goes into all of the above. And definitely I've gotten, uh, fantastic referrals from venues, um, venues that I've been there and they know me and all of that. So it sounds completely different from what you're describing. You've never even worked with that specific, uh, venue before. So yeah, you're right. I would be turned off just from the, the get go, uh, from that scenario. Um, and I think it's about getting to know people and, and really, having that type of connection with people. Being a good human, I think is what it all boils down to. Can you just simply be a good human to another human? And just starting from there, um, that to me, I, I feel like my, if my business can just come from just giving quality, amazing work for another person, that's that referral that I want. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. And, um, and having faith that it's going to come. I know that um, we can, you know, dig our fingers into the dirt of like trying to make it happen. I'm going to find water at some point. It's coming. I know. And really working so hard in the process. And then also being able to just sit back and then enjoy the rain because the rain is pouring down on top of you and it's there already. So having gratitude for, the business that you have all at, you know, that is currently um, at your fingertips and giving as quality um, of a service to those people that are right there. That's going to happen then tenfold instead of really trying to work so hard and, um, you know, being your head against the wall to try to get on some preferred list somewhere in some, you know, collaborative. Um, I, I find like, I, I don't want to play the game. And um, great. If you find out about me, wonderful. And yeah, if you would like to work with me, fantastic. Um, but also not feeling and not putting the pressure on myself um, that my calendar has to be booked. I've got to have X number. I have to be busy every single weekend. Um, I choose not to put that type of um, anxiety on myself, if you will, um, because that too will ripple into my business. Um, That's going to come out in in another way, some way, shape or form. And um, so if I can come from a place of abundance and gratitude 
no matter what the situation is, if I can look at whatever I am given in this moment, whatever, wherever I am, if I can look at it through a different lens and that lens specifically of appreciation, of gratitude, of coming from a place um, where I am filled with love already, that's what I'm going to be able to give. And that's what my clients are going to be able to receive um, as, as they get to interact with me. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. And when you, you know, when you talked about the stress and anxiety, like I feel like I've been pretty, or overall, I'm a relatively calm person. But with this business being my only uh, means, you know, of making money and, and income, I've felt very serious about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's been hard to step off the gas <laughs> because I'm like, well, if I, if this doesn't work, like I, that's not even an option for me, you know? Um, and I'm not trying to force it. I'm not trying to force a business into the world that I don't think should exist. You know, like I truly saw things going wrong at wedding bars and I'm like, Oh, I can do it better. I can create something better. So I did. And people have resonated with that, but at the same time, I think having, yeah, having gratitude for whatever is moving, whatever positive thing is moving into your life is super important. And uh, I was going to, I went to a therapist like a, a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years. And one of the things she told me to do, and she became more of like a business coach than a therapist, is to have a, you know, a scroll essentially and write on the scroll all the positive things that were happening in regards to the business. So not only financial, but referrals, you know? So I would write down every yeah. gig I booked, but also like, oh, if someone referred me or if like I had a good conversation with a wedding vendor or I met someone new that I really liked in the wedding, you know, like everything business related that was positive to write down. And um, because then you see it, right? And you remember it, you're reminded of all totally. those good things that are happening along the way, um, rather than beating yourself up all the time about, not being fully booked every single weekend and so on and so on. So I think that's really important. And I'm, remi I'm remembering that I don't have that scroll up. Maybe I should put it back up. Um, <laughs> yes, do it. Put it wherever you need to have uh, that reminder. Some people put um, their affirmations, you know, on their bathroom wall, you know, like where is like that mirror or someplace that um, they, you know, are going to see right when they wake up. Um, something that is that reminder or right, right there in your office all day long of dang I am rocking it look at all this that's happening in my business right now um, to be able to give you that um, that affirmation because you're right uh, at any moment we can go in the exact opposite direction you get off the phone with one client that you're like I ah, that didn't go so well and then like your day is bombed then like you can go into a spiral right after that um, so I completely agree with that counselor that you <laughs> chatted with yeah, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride because um, the last business I had was a free range duck farm, and I was also a bartender at a brewery to like make ends meet. So doing this, I I was like, you know what, I can see that it would work, the numbers would work, and I'm just gonna go full on. I'm not gonna get a second job because I didn't want that to fall back on because I know my mm -hmm. I, I was starting to know my personality more. <laughs> someday mm -hmm, I'll grow up. You know, someday I will. Um, and so I knew I was like, if I have something to fall back on, I'm not going to go hundred percent. 
um, on this, you know, and I'm just gonna, it's gonna kind of, you know, it's hard to start a business. So, um, so anyways, that's, I kind of knew myself and that's what I decided to do, but it's, it's been a wild ride of just relying on that, you know, especially how seasonal the wedding industry is, so. Yeah, yeah. well, you're doing an amazing job. Well, for sure. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I want to get back to the weddings a little bit and kind of how that how that process works for you. Maybe things that you wish you knew when you started. Um, do you have any insight for us as like a as a wedding pro here in Asheville? Mm. What I wish I would have known. Um, gosh so much. Um, oh, I think one of the tips that I give to other people um, is to really reach out, um, is to find other people that you admire in the business and just reach out to them, talk to them. Um, seek so many different opinions, not just this one person that's doing it this one way that's very narrow, but check out what everyone is doing in the industry and lean into so many different other options that are out there. Um, and then finding what yours is going to be. So after really seeking um, specifically in photography, there's so many styles. There are so many different angles you can come from, but really fine tuning what is yours? What is your role in this world? What is your passion? Um, and where would you like to see that go? So that's something that um, I think if I would have started that um, much earlier on, it would have been probably taken me to this, to this place a little bit quicker, mm -hmm. I can say. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, for sure. I think just really leaning into um, what's out there right now, but then really coming to terms with um, what is unique to you and your style and what is going to be your mark within the industry. Well, it's funny you say that because we talked a few months ago and I think I, I might've asked you then, I'm like, what's your unique, you know, a, a strength or differentiator? And something you said was, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like, well, I'm really good at corralling everyone. And like, I'm good at like <laughs> getting, you know, the grumpy uncle to smile. And, you know, it, it, you know, I, I can see you, um, as that orchestrator, whereas maybe some other photographers are like super, um, I'm not saying that you're not creative, but I'm like, they're like super artsy creative, you know, and they, but they don't know how to corral, right? So sure, maybe that's sure. their thing. They're like, oh no, we're the, you know, we're the, they're the elopement, but I'm not, I'm not trying to put anyone in a uh, cage, you know, or whatever, or a box, but it, I just think that there's all sorts of vendors out there um, and not just in style, right? Because you look at photography styles and you're like, okay, I think there, I, I see a few, that, you know, there's the, the bright and airy Charleston. <laughs> there's the, mm -hmm. this, you know, the, the more the dark and the sultry or whatever. You know, there's, there's different styles for sure, but it's also what that photographer brings as an individual with strengths beyond photography to the wedding. Right, that's right. That's a really important, and just personality how you vibe with someone you know you could like this their style but when you get on the phone with them you're like oh I don't really know if that's the one you know so I, I always encourage couples to to really think about that you know and not just not just go based on looks uh, for anything right because like I you know people might love the truck but they meet me and they're like what's this you know surfer dude do it <laughs> like who is this guy? 
<laughs> you know, so you just want to vibe with the people that you're working with because a, a wedding is a very personal, um, obviously a very personal day. And the photographer is a very intimate part of that day. They can be in there when you're changing, right? They could be at the first kiss, the first look, the, you know, everything that's so special. So I know you said, um, what was your, what was your thing on Facebook the other day? How to create a, magic, a meaningful, meaningful, yeah, meaningful moment 101 for sure. Yeah, I, um, I, I see it as your your UVP, your unique value proposition. Um, and for myself, to bring the light in someone else, um, so we all have this unique light um, that's within us, and that tool that I get to carry, that camera that has a mirror in it. I'm still with the mirrors, not the mirrorless type of uh, cameras out there right now. But um, so yeah, I've got a mirror and I want to shine that light back onto you. I want you to know this moment that you're carrying right now is sacred. It's incredible. And not just to brush it off and just roll past it and um, let the day just race on. But I want to purposely pause, purposely take in this moment, savor so I ask my clients to stop and savor um, throughout their wedding day because it is a blur. It literally will go by in a flash, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, definitely throughout a wedding day, we uh, set an intention in many different times uh, throughout their day where I'm just asking them just to take a deep breath and realize really what's happening right now. And just let your body feel it in every cell. Not just in, you know, um, in your lips that are kissing your beautiful bride or whatever it may be, but to really feel it in your heart. Look around, look around. And, you know, I call upon all the senses and I call upon every bit because I want you to really experience it. Um, and that's what I want you to then go back in your photos to remember. And that's going to be that unique um, you know, experience that when they get to look at that photo again, they get to really experience all of those emotions and those feelings once again. Um, I've um, also kind of coined um, the wedding doula um, or photography doula of a type of experience because just like you were already mentioning, yeah, there are moments when I have to pull out all kinds of tools from my back pocket. Um, and that's the fun part of being an educator for so many years. I know compassionate communication you know, like nobody's business. I know how to not only corral a crowd and to bring them together to get them excited when it's the right time, also when to bring this crowd into a moment of, this is amazing, oh my goodness, look around. Um, so really utilizing all different types of tools uh, throughout a day. Um, there are moments when I need to pull uh, a mother of the bride aside and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, that there are moments that I have to utilize all kinds of skills. My mama hat, my uh, photography hat, obviously, just, um, you know, my, my human hat as to just let's, let's be really good to each other in this moment too. Um, so yes, there are so many skills that come out, but I think that um, that's something that's really unique in my style that I'm able to create that. Um, I know some of my, um, my couples say that they feel comfortable around me and that to me is priceless. If I can let someone's guard down, if they don't have to feel like they 
have to be something in this moment, if they can just be themselves, that's what their photo is going to show. And that's what I want more than anything. I want them to feel comfortable. And so, yes, I will be goofy at times when it's needed. I will um, be the, um, you know, being able to, you know, experience and give them cues as to how to experience a moment, of course. Um, of course, sometimes there's posing involved, not much, not overly heavy in any of the above, um, but just to help them guide through their day so they can experience it the best. I love that. Yeah, and we have yet to work a wedding together, but I'm really excited when we do. Sheila, that'll be a lot of fun. I know. We've got one coming up this uh, this uh, November, I believe. Which venue? Okay. Um, we'll chat maybe <laughs> off air. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that'll be exciting. And you are on my list of preferred vendors. Did it get cut out again? I'm good now. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll expect my 15% uh, check in the mail. No. <laughs> Just kidding. You got it for you, of course. Oh, hands God. down. Hands That's down right. for sure. Um, and a bottle of your favorite whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so Sheila, I always love to ask my wedding vendor frienders um, what they have in works for the future, because things are always changing. People are, you know, adding or subtracting or multiplying their services or offerings. Um, even also just changing things up and doing something, you know, on a tangent. So what do you have in the works for, for the next year or two? You know, what's on the yeah. horizon? Yeah, this is great. So um, I'm not sure when this is being aired, but I've got big, huge news coming out in September. So folks are going to have to make sure they follow and stay tuned to that um, because I have two huge giveaways that are a part of it because of this big news that's coming out. Um, I love giving stuff away and um, I would love to be Oprah in another life. I want to be able to give away cars. I want to be able to give away everything and that's such a good feeling. So I have huge giveaways um, that, um, that are happening in the month of September. So um, if you're listening right now and um, this is your moment to definitely make sure that you're following me so that you can par be part of those giveaways. I have one giveaway just for my past clients. And then I have one giveaway that is going to be extensive for um, someone that has not worked with me in the past, as well as um, current clients too. So they can be part of, um, of that huge giveaway. So definitely stay tuned because I've got big news that's rolling out. Um, last year, I gave away 44 mini sessions for Mother's Day. Um, it was so exciting. It was great um, and a little overwhelming. I can say that for sure. Um, but I just, I love being able to give back to our Asheville community. It's been so good to me. Um, I have lived in this area for over 20 years now. And so it just feels really good to, to love on Asheville, to love on Western North Carolina that um, it's been so good to my family, but um, to just um, everyone else. So it's, we are so lucky that we get to live here too, by the way. Um, as I hear about, not only as a vendor, I hear about horror stories, what happens in other cities of businesses and how other businesses treat one another and things like that in other cities. Mm. I know that um, 
we are really lucky, I think, in, in our Asheville area as, as small business owners. Um, so once again, that's why I want to give back to, um, to everyone in this area. Um, so going along with that, um, other new things that are on the horizon, um, I've already um, chatted about the ambassador program that's happening. Um, definitely want to get back into um, my Spark workshops at some point. Um, so, so stay another, tuned, I'll probably... Another round of those? Probably at the new year again. Um, it takes a lot out of me, just to be honest. <laughs> it's... Oh, whew. Um, I then hosted a small mastermind group um, of a Spark uh, group after those three workshops went out. And um, it was a lot. It was pretty intense for myself um, to be able to give um, to that extent. And so I needed just to take a breather and just go back to, um, to my wedding elopements and family clients um, for a bit, but um, I bet by the new year, I'll be ready again to, to put that together. And won't we all be excited for 2021 at that point? <laughs> Goodness. Um, supposed to be, yeah, interesting. <laughs> it's supposed yeah. to be different <laughs> than this year. Uh, one, one thing I've thought about though is that, you know, I'm worried for myself and others that we will overbook to compensate for the lack of bookings this year. So I think some people, and I'm not trying to be negative Nancy, but I think some people might burn out this year. Oh. Not this yeah, year because they're not doing, they're not working as right. well. Right, right. And they're, they're oh. making, you know, but I think next year is gonna be tough because like I already have five weddings booked for, you know, May 22nd and it's August. I mean, like, I think next year is gonna be nuts, so. We'll see. It's survival wow. to fit it. Five <laughs> on one day. Bryce, hands down to you. I mean, that's incredible. And you're cloning yourself along the way too, right? Trying to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a, I just hired a part-time assistant. So she's doing really, really well to kind of really keep me in line. Because when she's here, I can't mess around. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> just sit around. And I mean, not that I do, but... I have to be very structured when she's here and she used to be in the wedding industry having a coffee cart up in uh, Virginia. So she has experience in this realm. Uh, so she's really helping me uh, move, move forward. And uh, yeah, it's funny you talk about yeah cloning yourself. I see it as like really building a business that can run more like a system rather than a one man show or one person show. Um, because that's how it's kind of been. I'm the mechanic. I am the sales guy. I am the marketing, social media manager, accountant, you know, everything. So um, being able to kind of delegate some of those responsibilities, but and focus on the things that I like and I'm good at is I think really yeah. important for not only me, but any business owner. I'm a big proponent of, you know, take the stuff that you're not good at and you don't like and outsource it, delegate, get rid of it, whatever. But the things that you're good at and like, Focus on those because that's how you're going to continue to move forward in your business. And that's when we, that's what's going to keep you going. It's the things around that that you're bad at, that you might like or that you don't like but are good at. You know, those things can, can, can drag you down. So, you know. Oh, totally. And I've heard you mention this in other um, podcast interviews is, is to stay in your lane. Like that truly is you staying in your lane of what you're really good at. And 
just really niche into uh, that specific area and then being able to, to outsource in other areas. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, great. I, I think that's, that's kind of my focus this, this year because yeah, if I, if I try to do everything myself when we have five weddings in one day, it's, it's not going to work. And I'll have to send probably, a, I'll probably have to hire a tow truck guy for that day. Right. And he'll just be, or I, or that will be me and I won't be bartending. You know what I mean? Like I'll have someone bartending every event um, because when I, when I haul three trucks and then I get, and then I put my suspenders on and try to bartend. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. It hasn't happened yet. I just don't want to test it. You know, no reason to test, yeah. test that out on anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, not uh, on their wedding day. No, no. no, no. Bob. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, Sheila, do you have anything else you want to share with us about either you know, either Asheville, something you love here, either your business, either, you know, advice for couples, anything else that, that you want our listeners to hear? Um, I think my advice for couples, um, it really boils down to the person's hand that you're holding is the only thing that matters. So, when we get so overwhelmed in all the details of a wedding, we get so overwhelmed in all aspects of the wedding day. And there are so many trains of thought on this right here um, that the industry tells you, you should have this and this and this, the ice sculpture to the hot air balloon. And then you should have the fireworks going off. I mean, it can come in or be created into a whole Broadway show that you're like, wait, I don't know. How did it turn into this? Mm. How did it turn into the circus that I don't want any part of? Um, and so love boiling it all down. Um, but the hand that you're holding is the only thing that matters. So that you have found the love of your life is and should be the main show. That is the only thing to me that you're going to remember when you're 80 years old. I mean, when you are at the end of your game and you look back to this one wedding day and you're like, yeah, that was great because of, are you really going to remember all of those things that you thought were so important right now? Are you really going to remember the ice sculpture? Probably not. But that person's hand that you held that day, that's going to be the one thing that I hope is the most meaningful. Um, I hope that that is something that is uh, the same person that you're holding hands with when you're 80. That's, when you're 80 years old, that's really the only thing that you're gonna uh, most likely remember. Hopefully you don't have dementia. Hopefully <laughs> there's not something else that's a part of the, yeah. uh, part of the process. But I hope that you um, savor that right there, your relationship. I hope that you remember your guests. I hope that you remember um, the people that were important to you. It comes down to the people. And so likely, or rightfully so, I hope that you hire the best people. I hope that you put meaningful people that are going to be um, paramount in your day that are going to help you savor your one precious winning day. I hope that these are professionals that you are um, putting and surrounding your circle so that it can be the most meaningful um, day of your life. Um, so with that said, um, Bryce, you haven't asked me about this yet, but I'm so excited to let you know that um, 
for my wedding, we had a, um, a camp reception. So we went to a summer camp for our reception. And I know this is something that, that you uh, really enjoy, that yeah. uh, type of experience. And so uh, for my wedding day, that was like one of the highlights that um, we had like a summer camp feel, very casual for the whole reception. We had a pretty formal wedding. Um, and here again, that was for parents that really wanted like that formal wedding type mm -hmm. of uh, church ceremony um, at the Basilica here in downtown Asheville. And then we headed right to the summer camp because that's our style. And that uh -huh. um, felt, um, felt Where, really good. Which camp? Which camp was yeah, it? Yeah, Camp uh, Merrimack in uh, Black Mountain. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard. So I was getting... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. I was getting my master's at Montreat, and so I was um, passing Merrimack all the time. And um, I went to a summer camp my whole life um, in, in Ohio, and, and then later became a summer camp counselor in this area. Um, and so having that relaxed feel was something that I just resonated with, and that's what I wanted to have um, also for, for my guests at my wedding. Um, so. We'll That's it. a little bit further, but I knew that you might enjoy hearing that I, part at least. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad you shared. I was. I thought you were going to share a crazy wedding story. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. No, that's okay. There, there are, there are some, but they don't need to be retold. I know. It's okay. I know. I'm just messing. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, Sheila. I mean, yeah. As as people probably know, if they listen to this, I love the summer camp experience. I think it's a great way to. Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's great if if your if your guests are into it, right? If you have people that want to stay in five star hotels and yeah, then it's not right. But I think for a lot of folks, it could be a really good fit and a lot of fun. Um, yeah, absolutely, and I think that's why also um, the backyard weddings are the thing right now. So if you don't even necessarily want like a whole summer camp feel, you don't need the horseback riding and the lake and the cabins, if you don't need all of that um, extra bells and whistles that a summer camp can provide, but you definitely want that relaxed feel. I think um, that's something that we've chatted about um, is having that really sweet backyard feel that it can be just a, a beautiful family gathering, a family reunion in a backyard. And then, you know what, you happen to get married there too. So yeah. it has that really sweet feel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we didn't, and I also didn't ask you this, uh, which I ask everyone is, uh, what's your favorite drink, Sheila? P this is Pistons and Prosecco after all. <laughs> I was waiting with, if that was going to come up or not. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah. um, oh. It is, um, it's still summertime-ish. And so a sparkling rosé mm. is so yummy. Um, they have it on draft at the um, the whale right around the corner. And um, so I was wondering if you're ever going to have a um, on draft version. I did. We served that exact oh. rosé at the whale. Oh, the, the one oh that my they gosh. have on, on tap. Yeah, yeah, we did it. The, we did it. Haiku I do. Oh, right. yum. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad actually that I wasn't present because I might have really partaked. <laughs> that right there. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was one where they had done, you know, signature cocktails and uh, and Shanti Jun, the, you know, the 
quote unquote kombucha, champagne sure. and kombucha, and a couple beers. And she said she wanted the rose from the whale. So it's funny. It's really funny. We're coming full circle of that. Oh my gosh. Oh. Hilarious. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Uh, really enjoyed knowing you and hope to continue to develop our our uh, professional relationship. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you soon. We'll figure out which wedding we're working together this year. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce, you're always a pleasure. Just so much fun to hang out with you. And um, this was a joy. So thank you so much. And I hope this was a blessing to any and all that were listening. Uh, definitely come follow, come chat. And um, hopefully that... I get to have more frienders because of this interview too. So thank you so much.